Hey, what's up? This is Community Service with Greg Conan. That's me. Ooh, headphones. Sweet but Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Are we rolling? We are now, yeah. Oh, sweet McGillicuddy. What's up? Welcome to Community Service Podcast with Andy Haynes is my guest. Very funny, very dope comedian that I bonded with on a road trip. I don't yeah. know if he bonded with me, but I <laughs> fell in love with him. No, we bonded, man. Yeah, Anytime that... a guy chases you with a uh, <laughs> strange dildo, you know, that's a connection you can never... That was one of the funniest moments, I swear to God. I laughed so hard. I I thought you... I actually didn't mean to throw it at you. Of, of the three persons, we're with Jay Light and Zane Helberg. And uh, not that we're not friends, but like of... The three of you, you're the one I wanted to hit least with it. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, also just because I feel like you would might beat me up. And uh, <laughs> nah. for those other two gentlemen, I'll beat them up. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted. Somebody offered me Lakers tickets. Well, yeah, you got to respond to that. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Get the Laker tickets. Um, um, yeah, no, that was a fun trip. I was like, that's like ideal because it's like it's all cali and it was like beautiful places what do we do santa cruz tahoe and there was one more right i felt feels like there's like two or three rehab centers we performed at rehab centers it was quite nice with two sober sallies up in here Mm -hmm. and we helped people i don't know uh because i ran into one or two persons that said that here in la they're like i saw you up there i was like what like you know you just never think you're ever going to see them again and i believe it was two i know it was definitely once i've only had like out of all i've probably done i don't know 20 sobriety shows or shows like at rehabs and stuff like that and i've only had like one or two that were just real duds they were almost always fun because everybody's just so amped to do something fun yeah opposed to like a break from their uh talking about their fucking afflictions at, yeah just their their prison really yeah good prison clean prison clean prison yeah but that was so gorgeous so we uh i I spoke about it once before and we showed the clip on uh as a that's a promo clip on my ig uh because i filmed it yeah and uh were you filming and chasing yeah that's why i got a little shaky And in the caption, I said, what you missed was the dildo went right by his face. Just like, (laughs) flew, yeah. And he gave me that look like a disappointed father would like, motherfucker, I will knock you out if that hit me. But it didn't. Yeah. It was crazy. It was definitely, Craig brought uh, like an unpredictable energy to (laughs) the road trip that was... When I look back in hindsight, it was much appreciated because we were on some long stretches. It was also really funny because we pulled off to go to like a beautiful vista. Like we're like walking up this kind of small cliff to look down in this valley. We're in the northern Sierras. And then Craig somehow just looks down (laughs) and there's just a dildo like on the side of the road. And a bottle of lube in the most beautiful... uh, scenic nature shit you ever did see it was autumn yeah and they had like colors it wasn't like la like they had all it was like a rainbow you saw every color there was we literally it was so beautiful we're like pull over right here we need to witness this and then uh, we went and we took our pictures that you know and got our beauty in and then on the walk back i looked down right by the car and there's just a dildo keep in mind like there's hundreds of miles we're driving. We pulled over next to a used dildo. I mean, the odds of that are astronomic. It was almost like God wanted us yeah. to find that dildo. <laughs> wanted you to find that dildo. Good old comedy gods, baby. And Why, thank it, you. Chuck it at us. And I'm on the only smart guy with enough uh, you know, foresight to pick up a used dirty dildo. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I never think to film. There was a, like on my way over here, there was two cars going down Melrose, and I guess one cut off one or tailgated and then they were just driving for like two miles just next to each other like screaming at each other just like 
holding up all and i was like i should film this because like one of them's going to do something crazy they didn't do anything crazy <laughs> World but you star. had the foresight to just yeah be like, it's funny that i made a joke to how smart i was to pick up a dirty dildo and you just <laughs> were like yeah but yeah no it's content baby because how many times do you miss out on some shit you're like oh god damn it you never um find you never you never get the dildos for the shots you don't take yeah. Is that the saying? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. That was fun. So what's up with you, Craig? I haven't seen you for a minute. I live in New York now. I know. You moved to New York. That's good, though. I'm born and raised here. I can't. But I've always thought about it. Just because stage time. You know how it is over here. Yeah. I mean, I'm spoiled right now. So I'm like doing a spot a night. But um, in New York... I, in New York, I, I almost always do a spot of the night but sometimes i'll do three sometimes i'll do more um i don't know it's like it, it, it's kind of i can't do new york forever like because okay. it's it, you never relax in new york like you never yeah, slow it's, down it's too uh i don't eh, it's like a it's but a, i hate the hang i hate like i love the comedy store but i hate just sitting around bullshitting because i i'm too restless like do you hate the hang in New York? Uh, well, it's different because like the only hang you really do for me is like if I'm at um, the comedy cellar, you always go upstairs to the olive tree and you have dinner or you sit at a table with people. It's a little more intimate. It's not really like at the store. I always feel like you're sitting on the patio or you're sitting in the hallway and people are kind of passing you by. And it's it's a hectic hang. It's because there's literally servers with. 26 beers on a tray that you just there's no don't want to bump into yeah it's like when i like i don't love parties but i love to go to a party and sit with six friends in a corner or i love to go to like a club and sit with six friends in a booth you know like that kind of thing and so like the comedy store you don't there's nowhere to do that really you can go to the back bar i guess but it's just weird and it's different and i don't drink and i don't smoke and also it just kind of it's either Joe Rogan chilling, which I'm not at that level. Just sit next to Joe Rogan and chop it up with, mm-hmm. or it's like up and comers getting fucked up, and I don't do that, so I don't want the, you know. Not that I love them, but it's just like I, it's not it's not my shit. Uh, yeah, I I also just like I think it's it's like um it's kind of lame to just like sit around and get fucked up, even though I did it for years. Like I wish I could tell people like, Hey, <laughs> you're wasting your time. Like it's kind of lame, even though I put in 17 years of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, it's true, not man. lame, but nah, it depends. Like it was lame at the end. I was literally just getting drunk by myself alone in my apartment because I was so broke and a bottle of $8 vodka. Ooh. Nine ninety nine. No, but it was actually good. It was a Monopolovian from Trader Joe's. Oh shit! It's from like. Were you working at Austria. TJ's then? Oh yeah, sick. I worked for eleven years, bro. Fuck yeah! How many Hawaiian shirts do you got? <laughs> I sold them all. <laughs> I did. It's crazy. That was the coolest shit ever. Fuck yeah, dude! I sold uh over a decade's worth, and I gave so many away to coworkers before that, and I was like, oh, because uh a lot of fans just saw me get fired literally i filmed everything and put it on a live stream so i'll be like i was selling my shirts i said it as a joke and the dms blew up and i was like whoa how how much uh would you get fired for i farted on my manager and filmed it as a joke uh-huh but like you kind of knew you were gonna get fired i kind of wanted it but it when it actually happened of course you're just like whoa this happened i w- i filmed any and all antics and shenanigans and uh uh, some of them went viral. The fart went a little viral, and then corporate saw it. My manager didn't give a fuck. He was cool as shit. Uh, corporate saw it and was like, "Get this kid out of here." And then my manager that fired me, I always say this, but like he went to my show Saturday and then fired me Tuesday. Like he was a homie. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, it was just corporate saying, "Get get him out." Get, That's get, a bummer. Have you no, been asked to be best. a guest on the Trader Joe's podcast? <laughs> no, no. I asked them and they they won't reply. That sucks. Put, put this man, put this man on the Trader Joe's podcast. He fucking he fought in the trenches. Did you know that if if he would have been in the U.S. Army, he'd have benefits for life? Trader Joe's. Yeah, Trader Joe's. Good. Point. Thank him for his service. He did. He shouldn't have got dishonorably discharged too, because some of your food smells like ass. So he was just. <laughs> also, I feel like most 
Trader Joe's food is healthy. So what else are you going to have than gas? Yeah. I That's ate broccoli. Fucked. Yeah. Espinacas. Espinaca. Espinacas. Como se dice Brussels sprout? Brussels pauto. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. So do you feel like, um, did you, I mean, you said it's great that it happened. It's probably good to have an impetus to leave Trader Joe's after 11 years. But was there like any part of you that was like, I'm not being very sober right now? Or did you give a fuck? Uh, what do you mean? Like emotionally sober. You don't really go to meetings, do you? Uh-uh. I quit after six months, seven, six, eight months or something. That's something we talk about in sobriety. You talk about like, like when you're in the rooms. Yeah, I, I, uh. Like emotional I sobriety. I don't, I just stopped. I just stopped. I, I, I was, I honestly, I was scared of the work. I was scared to make amends, amends mm -hmm. with everybody. And I just went, nah. and then I stayed sober. So I never, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I always yeah. thought uh, I should, I still think I'm just scared and lazy, man. That's okay, honest. though, because like, if I you, should finish it, I should go through the program completely. I mean, I love it. It saved my life, but I'm like a neurotic, crazy person. And you don't seem as much of that, you know, but like, it did save my life, too, in the beginning. Like in the beginning, I, I went a lot. I went. Not like every day, but like three, four times a week. Comedy store? No, the log cabin. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I I started at the comedy store, but I wasn't really like, I didn't vibe with anybody there. Like they were all kind of like Rainbow Room, Sunset Strip, like a lot of black clothing, you know? Like, yeah. A lot of like cool bartender-y people. And uh, I just didn't, nobody there really like, I, I didn't bond with anybody. I met my first sponsor there, but kind of more into the like east side rooms like the more like laid back hear a little bit of bullshit about stars and uh, you know yoga um yeah and in I, new york i go to meetings with like almost predominantly all the meetings i go to are like artists i'll never forget i went am i allowed to name the meeting i don't know the rules yeah you can say the meeting i went to bliss art house cafe meeting yeah that was the most depressing meeting i ever went to in my life nobody had jobs or teeth and i wanted to it made me want that also scared me out of meetings but then i found the log cabin the early one though the 7 30 yeah that one was heavenly morning yeah. meetings are better because morning meetings are way better because people with their shit together get up earlier and then um the other thing is is that you know when you go to a meeting you should go and be around people that have what you want and I mean, I think one big part of AA is like giving back. I should say like a 12 step, whatever people know I'm in AA. Um, but you know, you're like trying to help other people stay sober and like what better than like some fucking horrifying meeting. But I literally drove past log cabin or uh, bliss last night. And I was like, Oh, thank God. I'm never going to go to a bliss meeting again. That's so funny. <laughs> Cause I okay. fucking never left one of those meetings being like, ah, oh, I no. feel sober. I was like, fuck life sucks. That was like the <laughs> second meeting I went to and our third it was very early on. And I just saw that, Oh, there's one at like noon or something. And I was like, I'll go to that one. And it felt very, it's fucked up, very homeless, very schizophrenic, mm -hmm. very like, uh, mental illness vibes uh and i left there feeling so sad and so dark and i was like well what the fuck good is that but then i went to the early one at the cabin and uh, it's very early a lot of people go before work professionals executives all that shit and then that changed me and i was like and i got addicted to that meeting and i was like oh all these people are professionals i was like this is where i need to be and i'm not knocking those people i guess i am but like it's just like i don't want to go to i want to go to meetings and feel better and 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 inspired like okay if this guy's doing that and he used to be a crackhead i'm down but when you're just when you don't have a job or a home it's i that sounds so heartless but you know what i'm saying right it's just that you know it's like, it's like uh, that's, that makes me feel awful it's hard i'm you know, depressed so you're getting sober so it's a little different but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of a snob with my 12-step. I'm not trying to fuck around with, like, some dude in the corner being, like, fucking rambling at somebody who's not there. I feel bad saying that. That's not the most sober thing to say. And, obviously, like, you want to help people stay sober. But, you know. I'm it's the truth, though. Like, I, I wish that guy well. I wish him sobriety. I wish him money. I wish him a home. 
but I don't know what to give you. You literally need like clinical help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't say let's get like uh, with us like let's go get a cup of coffee with that dude. Dude, you you're like I no yeah. There was a guy I remember I used to go to like a night meeting over by Trader Joe's, like the one underneath it. You know, mm-hmm. the 10 p.m. And there was a dude who was straight up homeless and like he was just like around and it it just creeped me out because he wasn't like. He wasn't homeless in like a stinky drunk kind of way. He was homeless in like he stank, but he was like always <laughs> reading a book and he didn't talk. And I was just like, this guy's going to axe us all one night. He's going to come out of here yeah. just with a fire axe and we're all going to just be piles of meat. <laughs> I, and that's uh, not sober. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the fucking sensitive internet, keep in mind... I wish all homeless people well, and I hope they get the help they need. Yeah, it's crazy because New York doesn't have the, you know, New York's a grimy-ass city, and we have homeless people, but we have nothing, nothing close to what's happening in L.A. You'll see occasionally somebody camped out on a subway, and occasionally somebody camped out, like, on a street corner or, like, in a subway platform. But, like, fucking here... Is insanity. There is just, like, I was driving through downtown the other night, and, like... Every single block has camps and camps and camps of people. Like, I don't know how. Here's what I, here's what my plan is. Right? Ready? They need to, when the Rams move to their new stadium, they need to turn the L.A. Coliseum into a giant homeless shelter. I like that. And they need to process people through there. I'm, I, I know this sounds like some fucking, you know, Nazi shit. Um, you do look like a Nazi. But the, I think they need to, we need to like get everybody off the street and like, oh, okay, you're homeless because you're like mentally ill. Go to like, you know, psych, psychologist. Go to like a place where you can be helped. You're a drug addict. Go to a rehab. And then everybody else, you know, they can just crash it, you know, pretend they can play pickup football and um, at the Coliseum because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we'll keep the goalposts up and shit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's no, a slum. I, I, it's like a slum city down there. It's crazy. It's crazy. Can I vape in here? Yeah. Cool. Um, no, I literally saw someone last night. I was going to Chick-fil-A to get an Oreo shake. I don't agree with their, uh, <laughs> their beliefs. But boy, I actually think they backed up. Shake. I think they backed up on good, it. Good, good, because that's good chicken. Uh, I love gay people and gay rights, but that's some good Oreo shake, baby. <laughs> Anyways, I seen this dude screaming at the air and trying to fight the, uh, the wind. And I literally just went... Uh, and I got sad and I was like, why isn't there, uh, you know, mental facilities to facilitate these motherfuckers? Because that that guy's homeless because he's schizophrenic and there's, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, Jesus Christ. We he, need the mission him. ain't going to help him. He yeah. needs a hospital. Yeah. Anyways. What talk, about... Let's talk about something else. <laughs> what if we bet we get them jobs on um, on TV shows in the writer's room, you know? Just get them in the writer's room and like somebody will be like, you know, I think Janet here should like be interested in Carl. And then he'll just be like, the wind is coming to steal your babies. (laughs) 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 And then just the crazy, we should, that'd be fun to get crazy people to write shows. I've never been on a writer on a show. I've only been on a couple and none of them have been good. So it's not (laughs) like I'm bragging, but I did like that money. The money was great. I got that Patreon money, baby. Oh, do you? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. 500 bucks a month, baby. That's fucking beautiful. Wee! <laughs> I have never done, I've never been able to keep up with anything long enough to do a Patreon. My friends, I got a couple friends, like I'm, I'm friends with those come down guys. They all make like 60K a month in Patreon or something like that. Holy sweet, but Jesus. Yeah, I got to step my game up. They're like buying houses and shit. That's fantastic. I've never missed a week. That's beautiful. And this is called community service because how many hours of community service did you get? I don't know. Hundred? Uh those are several different times. It's all a blur back then. Uh, what's funny is we have similar like wild stories, although I didn't I never had to like suffer the consequences of like you know, I flipped a minivan going like eighty miles an hour into a patch of trees, climbed out, hitchhiked to the store to buy beer, got arrested in the store because I was demanding to speak Spanish to the guy who did not speak Spanish. Ah <laughs> you know, I was wild. I knew I liked you. I broke into somebody's house and fell asleep on their couch. <laughs> I just broke in. I told that story last podcast. It was to rob a drug dealer, though, so it's okay. That's dope. You robbed a drug dealer? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> what did you steal? What kind of money well, or weed? Well, 
I, I was there for all. He had all the drugs. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he I, was had, like a I had a lookout buddy. Oh, shit. And he called me because the car was going to pull in. And it pulled into the driveway next door. But he called me as it was pulling up. So I bailed on the mission before I could get everything. Yeah. And I just, I think I just got some weed. Uh, I don't even know. Because it was a decade ago and I was twacked out of my school. Were you on meth or what were you? What were you? Pills, Oxycontins, Narcos, Vicodin, cocaine, uh, pretty much whatever was there. I tried uh, everything. Were you, were you hooked? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh yeah. What a fucking... People ask me, like, always people like, what was your thing? Like, yeah, of course, I preferred Oxycontin and cocaine, but, you know, I was just like, ah, like, whatever the fuck was there, it didn't matter. Did you ever shoot? No. That's no, good. All my buddies did. I don't think you can come back from the shooting. No, that's, I think I, it, it steals a little bit of your soul. I purposefully never did that because I saw my friends, a couple of them are dead, yeah. maybe three now, I'm losing track, but... uh. I just knew, I always knew I had to get out. Yeah. And I knew if I did that, I I didn't know if I ever would get out. I had friends, I w- see, it's kind of a, a similar story, but it's different because it was all kids that kind of came from good families or like at least families with like resources, like money. Oh, these were knuckleheads I grew up with. But these, these guys, we all ended up around knuckleheads and like a couple of them, like a couple of OD'd and died. Uh, one got killed by the cartel down in Tijuana. Holy smokes. Like these kids got in so deep because yeah. like, just like they listened to too many like Wu-Tang albums. I remember yeah. my buddy showing me the, the knots in his arm. Cause when you miss or something really it, like bubbles up and festers and it just looks like giant acne sores or cysts Ow. or something. And I was just like, Oh, like, yeah. And it was probably infected. Yeah. One lady shoot up in her foot and she had bloody like feet and i was just like oh fuck this damn let me, let me just smoke good job dude let me smoke that black <laughs> where are you, where are you from <laughs> uh here torrance la uh county but torrance torrance has, torrance has some junkies uh yeah pill heads that graduate because everybody starts the same way you start off with a little 500 vicodin and you're like oh that's nice and then you go let's do 750s Ooh, let's do norks Ooh, oxycontin's nice synthetic 100% pure government made heroin then that gets to be so expensive you're like but heroin's cheap and it lasts longer and it's stronger did you try fentanyl no i got out before that came in that's a newer thing isn't it yeah i think it's like a generic like they made it to like basically i i honestly i think what fentanyl is for is people dying of like terminal diseases and so you take fentanyl to subside the pain but it's like I think it's a hundred times more powerful than an oxy. Yeah. And so everybody's dying. Yeah. It's like people and, and the fucked up thing, I, I still don't understand the logic of this is it's getting into all the other drugs. Like they're just like dropping it in with like Molly and they're dropping it in with Coke. And so people are dying cause they're taking like a fucking rail of Coke and then they're like their heart stops because you basically gave them the amount of morphine you would do to kill an, like a prisoner on death row. And, um, but people also do this drug, so I don't really know how that works. I don't either. And also, uh, why are you sprinkling it in cocaine? That's because, what I don't understand. Uh, if for a capitalist standpoint, a dead a drug addict can't pay you anymore. Mm-hmm. That's harsh, but that's the cartel way. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make... If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Yeah, it's fucked. How long you been sober? Man, I just celebrated five years in October. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? I got six, baby. Hell yeah, dude. When did you do it? When, uh, when I was birthday? 29. Uh, August 10th. August 10th. Congrats, August man. August 10th. Uh, yeah, man. This actually was like, I want to say year, f- between year four and five was like probably the hardest year of sobriety ever for me because I got mad successful right around my fourth birthday, um, anniversary, whatever you want to call it. And... Um, and, and then I had this girlfriend who I thought was like the fucking moon and stars. I thought she was so great. She was a drunk and also a party animal. Like she's older, but like worked in the arts and like, you know, did blow, got like wasted every night. And, um, I lost it all. I lost it all immediately. Like 
around June and then I was just a wreck and I was in, I was broke and it was like six degrees in New York. And I was like, what the fuck? Why, how, how the, why did I get sober for this bullshit? Cause when you're running the program and bad shit happens, you know, then you're like, what, I, 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 what about the miracle? You know? And then, um, I dug in and it has been like one of the best years of my life. You, like, you know, since I always think that too. I'm like, man, I hit five years. I hit six years. I probably can just, have a little no <laughs> you can't you can't did you quit smoking six i never smoked six you i didn't? was a pothead wait but you never smoked anything like after your sobriety no oh wow a lot of coffee a lot of sweets a lot of pocket knives <laughs> yeah what's the deal with the pocket knives i just love them they're great they're fucking dope. i love a pocket knife you always gotta have one do you ever uh throw them at things Closed. I used, <laughs> I used I used to have throwing knives, and uh, we used to throw them at the dartboard in high school, and it was fun as fuck. I don't know what happened to those. I don't have a dartboard, but yeah, I got pretty good at it. And you have mad family down here too, right? Yeah, that's great. We're all from here. Mexican? Uh, yeah, they're all in Wilmington and San Pedro and Lomita. You go down there, and you're like, "Orale, way." Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I make fun of them on podcasts, Instagram, and everything. And can you do a? Can you do like a heavy like cholo accent? I, I like, never do you put really it on. Papa Jerry's on Holmes. <laughs> uh, I guess I have it. I, I I guess I offend my family too, and I don't know what I said about. Because it's funny. Because like, it, what's weird to me is that like basically everybody south of San Francisco, like white dudes that surf, kind of have a little bit of a cholo. Like, yeah, you'll go down to thing. like Huntington Beach, and dudes are like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And you're yeah. like, "What? Your name's Connor." You yeah, know? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I was actually making fun of my buddy on the last podcast as well, but his turned thick. I was like, "When did you get born and raised in East Los? Because you were raised in Torrance, Travis." Because <laughs> it, it always was sprinkled in, and it is a thing. Like I have it a little, like a baby bit. You do he, have a SoCal accent. Yeah, he had it a little bit, but like, I, I don't know when that shit is thick now. Thick. <laughs> I was like, "When the fuck this happened?" My other buddy Sean, the uh, I grew up with these guys. They're non-comics, and he was like, "Yeah, that shit just happened recently." And yeah, it's like what. He just started hanging out of the car shop. I get, but even like his wife's <laughs> Peruvian, and he's she, white. He's white. Okay, he has a quarter Mexican in him, but he's like me. Like we're whitewashed American. He grew up in West Torrance. Like we are not, you know, we are Mexican. Is West Torrance barrio or working class white? Working class white nation. Okay. Oh, okay. What uh, kind of Asian? I don't know. Just Asian, generic Asian. Uh, uh, just affluent Asian that want good school districts. Oh shit! Uh, I, I'm gonna guess Japanese, but I could be wrong. You're probably wrong. I yeah. don't think there's a lot of Japanese people here. I just know that uh, my school was a lot predominantly Asian. There's a lot of Asian, so much so that on Saturday, because Asian people work so fucking hard, they just rented out the school and did private Asian school there on just Saturdays. more homework. Yeah. And the kids I, were like, ah, only five days of work? Oh, my God. I was, not the kids, <laughs> the parents. I remember getting Saturday school detention and being there and be like, why are they all these Asian kids here? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, not with the troublemakers. Meanwhile, you know? they're lapping us, dude. They're oh, yeah. Meanwhile, they, they all have businesses, homes, stocks, and I'm in a studio with no kitchen talking about how I used to smoke black tar. It's dope because I um, <laughs> I'm living out in uh, El Sereno right now. Like I got I got a free place for two months in El Sereno on the top of like a hill by Cal State, and it's so it's all it's it's mainly Latino right by me. But if you just go right over the hill, it's like China. You yeah. know, it's like it's dope. I love that part of L.A. Like because like I don't really need to be like I like driving into West Hollywood. I like driving into Silver Lake. But there's something so beautiful to be around with, like real people. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody's there like shooting headshots or working on a monologue or like selfie walls. Yeah. None of that bullshit. How many views will this get? Yeah, it is nice. I'm just going down to the fucking tienda and fucking buying some cacahuates. You could buy fireworks there. Yeah. Mango con chili. Hell yeah, dude. Not like made right there on the spot. Not prepackaged. And oh, but I like that. I love that prepackaged bullshit that like you know the rack in the grocery store or in the like the mini mart that's just the mexican candy it's like lollipops oh, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. fucking love that shit 
I never got into it. I don't know why. I, even as a kid, I just want chili and sweets separate. You know what it is? I think it's because white people, we just have no culture. So we just like latch onto a culture. And I latched onto Latino culture. It's the best one, man. It's fucking women. The it's really food? thriving. Come on, man. Yeah. Do you see Selma Hayek's boobs the other night? What? No. They're not out. She just had very pushed up breasts, which I think are fake. But man, she's a smoke show. She's so hot. <laughs> She's so hot. That's a funny thing. Uh, I, I've been all over Latin America. And like you go to like Venezuela or um, Colombia. And like the average woman looks like Sofia Vergara. Like you'll go to like a 7-Eleven. And a lady like checking you out will look like Sofia Vergara. Or like one of these fucking beautiful Latina actress models or whatever. And you're like, what are you doing here? Just go to LA and you'll <laughs> never have to work the rest of your life. Get out of here. Yeah. You could stay with Craig on, is that a king? No, that's a queen, it's but a, still. It's a queen, but it's, it's a nice queen. Yeah, it's a nice queen. He's got an upholstered frame, which is like a key. It's just such a nice like clutch move. It is nice. My cat's kind of ripping it up, but it was cheap on Amazon. Who gives a shit? It's one of those things. I love him more than the bed. You know, I can't be like, hey. <laughs> I think uh, I'm I'm like pleasantly surprised by how like nice the spot is. Because, you know, I've never actually like hung out with you like outside of the few sobriety shows we've done. And you threw a dildo at me. So I was like, oh, there's a good chance that this is going to be like a gross apartment. And it's actually beautiful. I I cannot live like that. And I was actually talking about this with another buddy of mine. I don't understand dudes that don't clean their toilet and it just reeks of urine. Yeah. Like, hey, asshole, get some fabuloso, you mother of a pine saw if you're not enlightened. Yeah, I fucking... um, I can't understand people that live like gross. Like I won't go to your house. Like and I'll I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm 37 <laughs> years old. I can't be fucking around with like a garbage can full of like tissue paper like just next to the toilet. I'm an adult. Like throw that shit away. It's gross. It's fucking gross. Clean your life up. Also too I'm tired of people say, "Oh, it's the way." You can change. I I I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but uh Dude, I used to not have sheets on my bed, and there was a gray outline of where my body was because I didn't give a fuck about life. I know I've said this before, where I would just how long th- ago was this? Oh, this was at least a decade. This is when I was in my when I was pill and pop and snorting junkie kid. I uh, lived at home with my mother in bunk beds. Had gray outline because I I literally went. I don't want to put the sheets on because I was a lazy drug addict. And then two years later, there was just a gray outline. I didn't bathe. I remember I'd masturbate with white lotion and I wouldn't wash my hands so the lotion would turn gray. I probably shouldn't have said that. (laughs) But uh, I wouldn't open my mail and I would just put it in a trash bag because I knew eventually I'd have to take care of business and pay my taxes. I didn't do my taxes for like four years. Did you have a job? Or did you just scam? Oh, you were a junkie at Trader Joe's. Yeah, but I was actually unemployed for this unemployed for a year and then trader joe's for a year or two and then i cleaned up did you go to rio no i did it the ghetto way church no i just (laughs) bought a case of two buck chuck and a couple ounces of marijuana and just smoke and drank every night until i passed out to get off of narcotics that's amazing. <laughs> That's actually really fucking amazing. And he's got to keep it strong over here. Oh, see, that's I fucking love that, dude. Because you came from like that's pretty fucking grimy. I and, couldn't afford rehab, and so when somebody's telling you they're like, uh, "I can't like change my ways. I'm just a dirtbag." You're like, "I used to fucking rob drug dealers for pills and not sleep with sheets, and now I have a nice adult apartment." six years later like shut the fuck up you can fucking clean your toilet you can change and uh a part of the reason uh this is very heavy based in sobriety but i told you before it's just kind of loose one of the reasons i do talk about sobriety and doing all this horrible shit and having gray fucking lotion on my hand is because when i was down in the darkness of hell i wasn't like suicidal but i was suicidal in the sense that i didn't give a fuck whether i lived or died and would take any amount of drugs and run across busy streets twacked out and just might get clipped by a car you know just jumping off piers houses doing backflips you know dry just insane shit well to where i pretty much was suicidal i just wasn't going to blow you were gonna die in like a cool way yeah yeah 
Uh, but I want, because it was so dark down there, and it was so scary, and I didn't have therapy, and I didn't have the resources, but I always knew I wanted to get out of that, and I and I, that's partly in why I talk about this. I want to show the knucklehead kids that are snorting Oxycontins and cocaine that you can get out. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. you don't have to be a fucking degenerate loser. And even if you're rich and still doing that, guess what? You're still a fucking loser, man. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like that's the thing is like I I mean I I really think that is super impressive. You had the fucking wherewithal to be like I need to fucking wean off of narcotics, and you did it with like the way you could. And so what? Like two weeks of the weed and the two buck chuck. Yeah, about two weeks. I took I took work off. I went to my sister's house. I couldn't be around my mother, you know, detoxing. And then uh, I detoxed there in an unconventional manner. And then uh, I didn't do pills for like two years and coke. And then one of my buddies just uh, one day handed me a handful of norks. And it was like 12 of them. He's like, happy birthday. He didn't know, though. He wasn't an evil bastard. Yeah. He just, I hadn't seen him in years. And he just went, here. And then I was like, oh, it's been a while. I think I could do this. And I took one, and then we went day drinking in Hollywood. Oh, you were still drinking? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then within uh, 30 minutes, I ate all 12 because I'm a fucking addict. Damn, dude. I used to take like 26 at a time. Like, like a perfect day that I could afford was 12 Norks. How much does a Nork sell for? Five, six bucks. It was an expensive habit. Uh, I was never rich enough to where my habit could get crazy because I they're just it's too expensive. I uh, I used to smoke an eighth of weed a day, which like I don't think is That's very not impressive. Possible? No, it is. I mean, I was like a two G a day kind of guy, a gram. Yeah, two G like, max. I would say I was like three grams a day That's on average. So much. And every morning I would wake up and I would I would smoke the end of the spliff from the night before that I'd fallen asleep smoking. <laughs> like i'd been like uh and it was like i was big into tobacco and weed like it was like a, i would drill, roll like those like you know those really large. i hated that shit i went to amsterdam and that's all they had over there yeah i loved it because i thought it made me like european and classy i thought i was like a real fucking you know interesting it just tastes guy. like tobacco and i hate tobacco well and then i would i would leave my weed at home because i had this really good writing job and i was like okay i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go to my job and i'm not gonna think about weed and i'm not gonna smoke at lunch i'm just gonna go and then sure enough at lunch i'd be like oh, i i should get some weed for right when i get off and i just would go straight to the dispensary and then just like the second i got off work just smoking until i fell asleep yeah that's the type of stoner i was um I didn't finish the pill story though, so I end up. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. No, sorry. I no, it's okay. I I this is important because that this is, was a pivotal moment to where I was like, I'll just take one, and then I ate all of them like instantly because it felt good, <laughs> and then I end up going to bed, and it was hot in my room, and I woke up and I punched a window and shattered it, and woke up in broken glass and a bloody hand and i was you like punch it like you were hot and so you were like i gotta open this window so and you i just punched it and i was just twacked out and i was like i can't do this this is after two years of no narcotics you know and i always was like oh i could do coke if somebody else has it but i was always around some was somebody else that had it you know like yeah. to where it wasn't sporadic enough yeah and then uh very shortly after that i was like you know the same it's a wet and slippery slope i was like i can't do anything i can't do any i can't even have a beer because i even said like when i first lame attempted at sobriety i was like i'll just have one or two it's like no no you can't and you were getting like blackout and then so. i get shit faced and i'd be like oh fuck and then if anybody had any narcotics i'd be like well i'm shit faced who cares damn and then weed too same thing like i, I although weed kind of saved my life from narcotics so yeah. i'm forever grateful but like I would smoke like you. Like, that's not healthy. No. I remember one time I was, like, thinking I was very cool at the comedy store. And I was, like, talking to Gerard. And I was, like, I was like, I got to chill out on weed. And he was, like, how much do you smoke? And I was, like, oh, just all day, every day. And he was, like, Andy, you have to stop that. And I was, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to a very successful person and they like clearly, you know, like there's a difference in us. 
Isn't it weird how just simple words like that yeah. has an effect on people? Yeah. Where yeah. you're just like, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was I mean it was like immediate. I was just like, You're right, dude. Um It's very weird when it just comes even though those thoughts have been burning in your mind, body, and soul probably for some time. It just sometimes takes a stranger to be like, You should get sober, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, Bob, you know, or whatever the fuck your name is. Did you um did you um go to the rooms like right after that? Norco experience or did you like I was actually being taken by a friend uh it just kind of, you know when like everything just comes into place yeah it I was someone saw me and was like you should come to meetings with me that's great and then like a couple incidents happened to where I was like fuck you know yeah and then uh a person was like you should come work for me uh, and run sound and i'll give you stage time and it just kind of all went sh- were you doing stand-up barely like, yeah like a mic a month you know like not really you know yeah but you uh, you're one of those few people that like i think genuinely you like you have something i i know that's like it's hard for like okay so i think there's like people that like they need to like work on finding out what's funny about them you're just funny you're just a funny person like you've been open for delia right Mm-hmm. that's like so fucking big and you like i don't know man that's that's such a good fucking story you should i'm glad that you share it on this this is fucking i know thank you buddy thank because you, you the, the thing is is like one thing that's cool is like you you like have like such a wild life like you have such a crazy story do you talk about that much on stage i don't remember yeah i, I you for a minute i talk about all of it i talk yeah yeah, you have a good fucking story. I, I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have like, you're not like, what's the deal with bees? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I have one observational bit, and it's about a chemical out of a beaver's asshole that flavors food. Is that true? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Just beavers? <laughs> no, I'm sure there's more. That's only what I learned about. That's fucking dope. What's the chemical? It's called castorum, and it flavors uh, strawberry, raspberry, and vanilla flavors foods. Do you talk about how you want to eat a beaver's ass? I say, uh, like, who is the first guy to figure this out? You know, like, <laughs> like how how do you eat a beaver's asshole and be like, ooh, raspberries? You know? Yeah. And I, how is it cost effective for this? Yeah, because a beaver's not like a like I don't know where That's to what find I a say beaver. In my bit. I'm like I've never seen one beaver. I've seen <laughs> raspberries, <laughs> vanilla beans, uh, strawberries galore. <laughs> and then in the article I read, it's all in my bit, but it's all just the truth. It's it said it's uncomfortable for both parties, and it has to be manu- manually extracted. So there's a job of extracting castorum. Uh, yeah, so there's a job to finger a beaver's butthole to uh, make it secrete uh, beaver's booty juice. And uh, I said that backwards. I'm supposed to say uh, it's uncomfortable. See, I can't even do bits in real life because it makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's the, it has to be uh, manually extracted, so there's a job for a guy to finger a, a poor beaver's asshole yeah. to secrete the fluid that then flavors breakfast cereals in the article that i read and That's then it amazing. says that it's uncomfortable for both parties and the big punch there i'm like yeah no shit you know like are you insane but wait i don't know maybe the beaver likes it i don't think so not according to the article that Did i you read. try to look it up if there was video of it no i didn't get that far andy <laughs> <laughs> i read one article that was enough i was like oh fuck because i want to make sure that the beavers are all right like I'm a, I love animals so much. Like I've been like super emotional all week because of all these Australian animals that are getting hurt in the fires. And um, it would just, it would really bum me out if there was just like a giant warehouse full of like just beavers being like, I'm going to get fingered again here any minute. I don't know, but I imagine, yeah, if, if the other uh, animal industries like chicken and cows have uh, shown us anything, I imagine there's some warehouse full of, uh, beavers. Uh, How many? That's crazy. Ass, Maybe that's where all the beavers down. are. Because I've never seen a beaver either. I don't know. That's wild. 
That's These poor fucking beavers. One observa- observational bit. It's a great bit. Uh, thank it's, you for sharing it with me. It's called Beaver Spots. <laughs> Is that what you write on the set list? <laughs> that's great. Have you done it on anything that's like been televised? No, I haven't been on TV yet. It doesn't matter. I mean, like the fucking Laugh Factory YouTube. Oh no, not yet. You should do it. That's a fucking viral bit waiting to happen. And also, maybe you'll bring attention to the cause of freeing the beavers. Yeah. Is it pretty widely used? Beavers butts? Oh, yeah. It's in uh, breakfast cereals, oatmeals, candies, cookies, crackers. How much How much That's does what it I secrete? don't understand. Like, <laughs> That's what I don't understand. <laughs> I just talk about it on my Patreon episode because I just don't understand it. So this is a new bit, too. No, it's an old bit. It's one of my first Trader Joe's bits because... Uh, that was the whole uh, premise. Like you learn weird shit about food you don't necessarily want to learn, you know. And while working there, I learned that there's a chemical in a beaver's asshole that flavors foods. One lady is like, "This has castorum. It's all natural, but don't trust it." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "That's another thing. They deem it as all natural because the beaver is natural." There's some other weird stuff like that. Wood, wood is a, used as a filler in shredded cheese. Wood, wood sawdust and that is deemed as all natural because wood is all natural i'm actually not mad at that because i would love to eat a tree they look delicious <laughs> they smell delicious yeah like if you could eat a cedar tree you ever had cedar candy i have cedar uh planks on hanger hooks in my yeah closet I had those they make yeah. it smell nice yeah hell yeah all right i have lavender in my jean drawer because <laughs> i don't wash them <laughs> you're not supposed to wash denim i know you could freeze them I, yeah. I have yet to do that. I've done it. You put them in a bag first, right? That's what I was told. Uh, I think I just folded them up because I had an empty freezer. Yeah, so if you freeze your jeans, it kills the germs and the odor. Yeah. You can't also, if you Also, if you have uh, like high-quality denim, like APCs, you know that raw denim, you can go into the ocean and you just take the sand and salt water and you rub them all off and then you just rinse them out and then let them dry and that's how you clean them. Won't the salt, like, oh, you rinse them after that? Yeah, you don't let the salt spend okay. too much time in there. I guess those times drunk, uh, jumping off piers into the ocean was well spent. I love jumping off shit. A lot of my drinking days were like, but I didn't live near like a swimmable ocean. You can't swim in the Northwest because the ocean is like, you'll die. It's like freezing. Um, it's like forty degree water. Yeah. So we would go up to the and mountains I just imagine and the jump currents in ponds just and rip shit. you out to sea. Not so much. Uh, they're not wild. There's no waves. Oh, it's okay. like a it's like a big huge bay. It's called the Puget Sound. The Puget Sound. Puget. Puget. That sounds like a punk band. Yeah, it does. We make some good. There's been some good punk rock. Out we there. are Puget Sound. <laughs> we castorum for breakfast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. Sorry, I gotta check what time this is because I got these free got Laker games, free Laker tickets. I'm stoked. They're probably gonna be courtside. I gotta go fucking clean up. Wow. Yeah. He's fancy. He's clicked up. I'm clouting over here. <laughs> I'm I'm fancy adjacent. Yeah, you do some fancy shit. Yeah, mainly just shows though. I don't, I don't work the angles of Hollywood. I got to. I mean, I, I don't work them anymore. I used to be more like ask if I could get help getting into this and that. But like now it's like it's like too much of a pain to ask. Like I don't have agents anymore either. So I can't like hit up my agency. Yeah. Yeah. Did that bum you out? Agent? I have an agent now. You do? Agent. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> do you headline on your own yet? I... Why don't you say that? Uh, this weekend is the first ever one I'm being flown out for. I've done two one-nighters. Sick. And it's it starts, I got uh, nine cities off JFL. Oh, you did uh, New Faces? Yeah. Oh, sick, dude. Yeah. Last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why I missed you. And I got managers and agents, and I start headlining this year. I've done a one-nighter at the Rec Room Huntington Beach and a one-nighter at Brea Improv. And this weekend, I'm being flown to Milwaukee. Sick, you're doing the comedy cafe. I don't know. I love this. He just doesn't <laughs> worry about the details. <laughs> I love it. I'm like literally like looking up like, I'm like, how much is the rental car if I fly into Midway and drive up? And you're just like, I'm going to show up. I'll do the gig. I don't know the name of the club. Yeah. A lot of my comedian friends are like, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. They're how like, are you going to plug it? 
You just start. I just put Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> it all. The funny thing is, is that a hundred percent works. There's not like going to be two Craig's. What's your last name? Conan. Craig Conan. There's not going to be Craig Conan like another Craig Conan in Milwaukee. But I'm like putting it on my calendar with like the fucking zip code. One uh, flyer, Delia even said he's like, "Hey man." where's the information at because like, i just put new york in a date and he's like what you know like i was like oh yeah that's a good point Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever man that's what happens when you make your own flyers i don't have money for flyer guys how'd you guys meet trader joe's you're a trader joe's guy yep you work there yep still yeah still are you allowed to say which one it's the one he worked at Okay. I think well, I he's not one. a troublemaker. It was just me. And you used to work at West Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I put that together. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. My manager, my old manager that I made in, like I made a formal AA amends to, and then like we had a falling out, lives right next door to that one. Mm. Like up that, you know, the street that you can't drive through on? Yeah. Yeah. She's like the first house there. See, that's why I'm afraid to make amends. I don't want to be digging up old <laughs> shit that's already buried. Let, let's best let sleeping dogs lie. Well, she was still my manager. It was like, oh, okay. You know, but then she <laughs> I don't, just. I don't need to. I didn't get I rich. I don't know what I did, to be honest. That's cool. But you also don't seem like it rides on you, is it? Uh, it did for a long time, yeah. Do you have resentments? Oh, against who? Anybody. There's a couple people I kind of hate, but it's because they just did so much bad shit to me. But do you like, do you have things like now where like you'll see somebody and you'll be like, that motherfucker ain't shit. You don't seem like it. No, not really. It's, it's extremely rare. And if it is felt, it would be comfortable to say that nine out of 10 people would feel the same way. Yeah. And you seem grateful too. I'm extremely grateful. Yeah. yeah see, because I'm I'm like a dirtbag. I was raised with everything, and then I'm just like neurotic and like not grateful for anything. This is my former self or my untreated self, and like then I'll like somebody will have like not given me a dream job two years ago, and I'll be sitting there like looking at their Instagram, being like, "This motherfucker doesn't even know. I fucking hate them." And they're like, they don't think about me. They're not losing sleep. And I'm sitting there and he's like, he's probably going to fuck yeah. my ex-girlfriend. A very, <laughs> a very, very little bit. It's not really uh, anything. Yeah, of course, it's natural to have those thoughts. But it's nothing that I'll sit and uh, wallow in and fester in and, and, and where it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. It'll just kind of come in and come out and be like, oh, fuck them. Bye. And that's like, I'll, I'll get angry at people for sure. Uh but it lasts 12 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do you yeah. have a hard out? What time? Uh, I got to get going pretty soon. What's your guys? What are we at? What are we at? Uh, 53 minutes. What okay. do you like to do? Okay. This is going to be your favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, you know, uh, I am who I am. You got a good poop story where you shit your pants? In a, in a very embarrassing manner, maybe on a hot date or on stage or in an airport, you know, just a good old diarrhea down the leg story, you know. Well, um, do you want an adult one or child one? Whatever one's funnier, or both. How long are they? You know, I, <laughs> I honestly, I. Well, this is a good poop story. I didn't shit my pants on this one, but I was in Guatemala. I did like this like six months in Guatemala or three months, sorry. Uh, Three months in Guatemala where I was like doing my like basically college thesis, but I went to a bullshit college, so it wasn't like a proper thesis. But um, you would like live in this little village. We lived in this little village on this lake and I would go running. I would like run up to this like old derelict coffee farm and like that was my exercise you know derelict is such a good word my dad called me that my whole life <laughs> you're not a derelict anymore not you anymore were. but he's like oh, there's derelict over here <laughs> <laughs> uh even before i was a derelict and i didn't know what that word was but it's it's a good word yeah it's a great word it's a great word um but uh derelict coffee farm I don't understand. It was like nobody used it. It was like abandoned. Oh, gotcha. And so I like ran up there and it's like kind of sketchy. You're like running through like basically like jungle and like there's a lot of wild dogs and shit like that. And there's also like the jungle animals. And then like also like a lot of thieves, 
you know, like, cause there's like no opportunities up there. So people are like robbing white people a lot. And, um, but I, like I was halfway through the run and I just got it. I just, it just hit me. I was like, I'm sick. Like it was like food poisoning almost or something like that. Like I was like, I'm going to, and I, um, I, I, like I had to like, it was like people around, you know, cause it's a trail. And so I had to like jump off of this, um, uh, I had to jump off of this, uh, wall to this like lower area to get off the road. And I like shit in a crouch and it was like not nothing solid about it. It was like a, it was a disaster. It like, I, I feel like it was like a color that you wouldn't have like expected diarrhea to be either. And then, um, as I was like <laughs> shitting, I realized I was like standing in like a, uh, like an anthill and ants were like running up oh, my leg. That's on like, Guatemalan ants yeah, like too. Fire ants were like oh, yeah, biting my nice. legs and shit. That's a good one. And then I like finished diarrheaing and then like went back to the town and I was like, like just like barely made it back. And they had this stuff called Te Amarga, which is like, um, I don't, I still to this day don't know what it was. It was some herb and you, you drank a tea made from that herb and you were fine. Yeah. It was like some curandera shit. That's like, the shit, man. Herbs are the bomb. That stomach eats tea. Yeah. You're puking about to puke and he took the stomach eased tea I had. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I stand by it's the same flavor, so I think they might be related, but if you ever are if you feel like you're gonna if you're gonna go someplace where it's sketchy to drink the water or sketchy to eat the food, or if you're starting to feel stomach sick, drink grapefruit seed extract. It's like oil. 10 drops in the water it's the most bitter flavor you'll ever taste in your life it's like you can't resist the reaction and uh it fucks you up it's but it it you won't get sick you do that every day or just at the start like if i'm gonna go to mexico and i'm gonna be just wiling and eating street food and stuff like that i'll do that anywhere like that where like i would be kind of like this every morning uh morning night yeah okay but like not i don't do it nice. day to day but if i felt like i was getting stomach sick here yeah i would do that okay so don't shit your pants i have a great uh, highlight reel farts in mexico check it out if you have not already i ate mexican food and uh, i literally farted uh more i fart a lot as it is i'm a farty guy i just eat dairy i'm probably lactose i for sure am at least uh, intolerant not what's the easy one yeah lactose yeah, intolerant sensitive and uh i don't give a fuck i eat ice cream yogurt dairy whatever it's i'm not gonna change so i just fart a lot but in mexico i was farting like 20 30 times a day yeah loud rippers non-stop S- smell bad some of them yes yeah uh and i just was like fuck it, i'm gonna film this shit and i and i just kept farting on my family so much i gotta make a highlight reel and make a hard post about it but uh did you uh do you ever have farts that smell so bad that they smell like methane gas you ever had those kind of farts yeah where you're just like that <laughs> would rancid. like if you farted around somebody they would like they would disavow you they'd be like i can't yeah. fuck with you anymore. yeah all <laughs> yeah. the time yeah. yeah i need to change my diet uh but I, I don't. I don't know what it is because I'm pretty healthy. I don't even really eat that much. It's dairy. my diet. I I know when it's gonna happen. It's you every, eat like a Seven Eleven like hot dog? No, no, no. I don't. I eat relatively clean. But like some nights, I'll literally like, okay, I'm starving. I don't really have food. I'm gonna eat a little bit of chicken nuggets, a bowl of cereal, some yogurt, and cookie and chocolate. Like that's too many things. Like this guy gets mad at me. <laughs> Um, I got a dip pretty soon. I'm sorry. Okay. Is the child poop one quick? I'm trying to remember the child poop one. I think it was, what was the child poop one? I shit my pants as an adult one time where I just thought that I was going to fart. Like I even did the like, like I, you know, like I was on a couch. That'll get you every time. It wasn't that funny because I was by myself, but it was my friend's couch. Like we were roommates and I felt bad because I, <laughs> I definitely got some shit water on his couch because I just shit. I just, you know, I just filled my pants. That's perfect. <laughs> That's a great ending. I just farted too and it smells terrible. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, uh, thank you for being on community service podcast. This is Andy Haynes. We'll tag you and everything. Thanks for having me, Craig. It I comes out it, next man. Wednesday. If you're thinking about getting sober, odds are you should get sober. True.
and uh it's easy yeah (laughs) (laughs) good luck i love you all thank you rate review all that shit it helps please thank you Uh, bye bye bye